the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, claims of the paranormal. No, 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 no. We take part ourselves. Yep. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. I'm Carrie Poppy in this life. Yeah, for now, you're Carrie Poppy. Yeah, but who knows about in the past? You could have been someone else. Probably. I could have been someone else. Who were we before we were who we are? Who lost we for with? It is to now. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> I did a Google search. That didn't yield any results. <laughs> Ross Blotcher, past lives. Well, the other way is to go to a past life reader. Oh, yeah, that's right. There are people who make their living by telling you messages that they've received from the great beyond, the source, all kinds of sources. We've gotten little glimmers here and there in some of our investigations where we've done maybe a past life meditation Mm -hmm. and been given some kind of guided imagery to connect with a previous life that we've lived. But yeah, what if we went to a psychic who advertises this ability to reach into your past life and tell you what you've done Yeah, a specific standalone service in which an individual with the same body, mind, makeup that I have, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sits in front of me, looks into my soul and says, Carrie, reincarnation's real. We're just going to accept that. And B, I can see your past lives. We have never met, but I can see your past lives as I look at you. Yeah, that's wild. And then I say, okay, here's $150. Now, maybe Carrie and I are not predisposed to believe in reincarnation. Because of what happened in our previous lives. Oh, boy, you've really got this all worked out, don't you? (laughs) I can circular reasoning with the best of them. Psychic lady. But, of course, we are open to the possibility, especially if you've got some cogent arguments. So you found a local psychic. I did. Was this just by walking by? Sure was. So she happens to have a storefront right next to Fred 62, which is a diner in L.A. that is We've eaten there before. Oh, my gosh. I go there so much with Drew, even though it's... Really expensive for a diner. It's okay. really expensive for a diner. But yeah. they have really good vegan options. Anyway, that's not the point. Why, now, while you're talking about things okay. that aren't the point, why is it Fred 62? I assume the I year 1962? No oh, that makes sense. Probably. Okay. There's a lot of like nostalgic, really nice drawings on the wall that look like their 50s or 60s yeah. of maybe people who are popular I then. I wonder if it's on their website. Only one why way to find Fred out. 62. Okay, about page... Well, we know how this episode's going to go. No, <laughs> celebrating our 20th anniversary. Well, not necessarily that they have been around since 1962, but maybe oh. that they're maybe that's when somehow nostalgic about that year. Yeah, maybe Fred was born in... I'm going to call them. Only one way to find out. This is a running joke in my family. We'll be like, what's on top of the bookshelf? Uh, that red thing. Only one way to find out. Look it up on Google. Oh, jeez. But that's not the way to find that's out. That's not the way. We are open for... 7 a.m. until 1 a.m., seven days a week. And we have some new things on the menu for you to try. If you'd like to talk to us, please hold. We'll be with you in a second. See you soon. Okay, here we go. Moment of truth. This is as important as everything else we'll cover in this episode. Fred 62, this is Joshua. Hey, Joshua. Random question. Hi, I love Fred's, but I was just talking to my friend about it, and we were like, why is it Fred 62? What's the 62? Oh, my goodness. 
It's the year Fred was born. Ah, hey. that was my, that was our guest. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Well, uh, t- tell Fred we love his his restaurant. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Well, see you soon. thanks. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Okay. Okay. Well, okay, we solved there we that. Go. Hey. Okay. Anyway, so I was eating at Fred sixty two with Drew like and you do. like you do with Drew Fred sixty two and there was a sandwich board outside of Fred sixty two. Yes. And not somebody wearing a sandwich board. No, just, just the freestanding kind. We are never going to get through this episode. Nope. And the sandwich board was for a psychic on the same block who does psychic readings, but among the usual fare, palmistry, mm-hmm. tarot, etc., at the bottom it said past life readings. Yeah, mind, body, and soul was the title of the sandwich board. And then there's a picture of someone sitting in a lotus position with their hands on their knees, mm-hmm. and you can see the bright chakras kind of purpley at the top, descending down to red at the root chakra, the business end of your pooping. <laughs> yeah, and then there's this kind of fun kaleidoscope behind them. So, you know, the imagery you would expect. Mm-hmm. And then, as Carrie said, psychic reading, tarot reading, chakra balancing. That all sounds great. Past life regression readings. Whoa. Whoa. Now, it's interesting because when I hear past life regression, I think I'm going to lean back in a chair, close my eyes, and get into a hypnotic type state. Yeah, that's the mental image. Yeah. That we're going to engage you in your own ability to see into the past. Exactly. But you don't usually see regression readings. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And we've wanted to do various takes on past life investigations before. And maybe we'll have other ways to look at our past lives in the future. But this seemed like a very fun opportunity. Maybe in the next life, we'll look at this one and someone will be like, you were the host of like a medium-sized podcast. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, okay. That makes sense. It's like, I think podcasting is like joining the Sea Org, where you just keep coming back (laughs) life after life. (laughs) Max Fun is Scientology. We just happened to be in the life where podcasts were invented. Yeah. Oh, right, right, So we're the okay. first generation. Oh, wow. So Jesse Thorne is L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. Whoa. Chillest L. Ron ever. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Okay. So I take a picture of this sign. I send it to Ross. I'm like, we got to do this. And Ross's birthday was also coming up. So it seemed right to like, we're celebrating your birth. Let's go back in time and see who else you've been. Mm-hmm. And also me. And I guess you called her or emailed her? Yeah, I called her and left a voicemail. And I said, I'm interested in getting past life readings. Call me back. So she called back maybe 20 minutes later. And she was like, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I was meditating. And I didn't come to the phone because Mm -hmm. I was meditating. And I was like, oh, that's totally all right. It was like 20 minutes ago. It's okay. This is actually quite prompt. Yeah, you're right, exactly. And she's like, so you wanted past life readings? And I was like, yeah. And she says, okay, and you're not interested in anything else, not palmistry or tarot or anything. I said, no, you know, I was going to come in with my friend, and we're both kind of into this kind of thing. So mm-hmm. we've both gotten quite a bit of psychic readings. I would love it if you had said, no, those things are evil. <laughs> but past life readings, <laughs> yeah. that's where it's at. Yeah, we're both into this kind of thing, so we've had a lot of psychic readings, but neither of us has had a past life reading. And she said, okay, okay, well, it's a little more expensive um, because it takes a lot of energy. In order to do it, I have to meditate for like a great portion of the day because that's where I get a lot of my energy. I meditate. I was like, right. 
Yeah, okay. Okay, I only have one outstanding question about this woman. Does she meditate? She actually does, and she mentioned that several times. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. In addition, she kept telling me that she meditates. (laughs) It makes me wonder if you'd called about palmistry and said, I really want that thing. If she had said, okay, well, that costs a bit extra because (laughs) I have to meditate for that. I feel like if we called in while wearing a mustache and asked about that, she would uh, (laughs) tell us the same thing. That's how disguises work. So yeah, honestly, I think she mentioned meditation five times in this conversation. (laughs) I remember you texting me and saying, well, look, Ross, it's okay because she meditates all in caps. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she does she really does she okay. meditates good anyway i'm like okay that's fine how much is it it's 150 dollars. oh wow that's okay. a lot pricey for a storefront psychic and yeah two readings back to back 300 bucks that's yeah that's a good day's effort taken care of yeah no kidding well you know all that meditation yeah, that's true so it's 150 dollars, and she said And I don't time it. It could be 15 minutes. It could be 40 minutes. I don't know. Okay. Okay, How many minutes will it be? (laughs) Who knows? And I said, well, could my friend and I come in at the same time? And she said, you can come in one right after the other, but you can't like sit in for each other's. It ruins the energy. Okay. Okay. She's a serial monogamist. (laughs) Yes. A serial past life reader. So I said, okay, no problem. That's fine. And then I tried to get you a discount. Because I was like, Thank you. $50, Jesus. Oh, it's his birthday. So, yeah, I said, well, you know, it's my friend's birthday on Friday. So maybe we can come in around then. And she said, uh-huh. <laughs> no like, no okay. discounts. All well, right. All right. So then she said, get back to me about what day you want to come in. You and I picked Wednesday in the evening. I texted her and she was like, oh, let's see if I can make that work. You know, I'd have to meditate right before, but... I think I can do it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that Wednesday, 5 p.m. Yeah, 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 that's fine. But it has to be exactly at 5. I now picture this woman like one of those video game characters that has the little level meter over their head. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, like, yeah. as you do combat with them or whatever. Starts green, and then right. it gets yellow, and then red. Picture her like that with her meditation. She's like, I need totally. to get it up to green, because if there's two of you in a row, it's going to put me down in red, and I might die. Yeah, she's like a Tamagotchi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah unless I get enough meditation, but... Oh, Okay, good. So she's ready for us. You have a scheduled appointment. Yes, and we needed to bring cash. She said she was right next to Fred 62, so we won't have any trouble finding her. She does have another location, but on Wednesday, yep, she can be at that location. That's fine. And I said, I know there's a mask mandate right now. We could also try meeting outside if you want. She said, I don't know. I'll try to see. I'll see if there's something out there. Mm-hmm. And she had just told me she had been meditating outside, but maybe that wasn't at that location. Well, so we were know, all set. She was focused. Speaking of which, this is on Vermont Avenue or right off of Vermont Avenue. Russell. In the Los Feliz neighborhood area, which is the location of many of our investigations mm-hmm. from the past. I think we were right across the street from the post office, our famous investigation. Nope. Oh. I was thinking more of the Church of Christ Scientist. Yes. Yep. And also just the other direction, not too far, is the Sick Gurdwara. True. That we visited. A couple blocks over is the place where we did our alien alien contact session. And really just a few blocks away is the old location of the Center for Inquiry. Where we met. Where we met, yeah. And it's now been raised. But I just walked by it the other day, and there were so many cute little field mice running all over there. Aww. And I was like, well, that's nice. They'll be friends. That's the They'll upside. start a podcast. There's a new location. It's on Temple. Okay. Five o'clock is kind of hard for you to make, so we were like, okay, we'll get there right at five, but like, 
I'll go first. We'll plan on me going yeah, first. Yeah, my work schedule allowed. I'd put a little Ross leaving early. Nice. At 4.30. Nice. Parked, almost got run over by some maniac. In a Prius? Some maniac in a grayish, bluish Prius. Who, who you waved at benignly? Yeah, yeah, who just slowed politely for me to cross. <laughs> and we were like, oh, it's us. Hi. I like the drama right. you've added to Thank this. You. <laughs> yeah. And you were wearing a red shirt. I mentioned that because it will come into play. It's very important. Okay. I didn't notice your red shirt at the time, but I went into the psychic storefront and Ava came out and said, you have a reading? And I said, yeah, I'm Carrie. And she said, oh, great. I'm Ava. Exchanged pleasantries, Mm -hmm. sat down. She said, I'm so sorry. I couldn't find an outdoor space. Quite all right. Have my mask on. It's fine. So I sit down across from her at this little desk And it feels very much like any other psychic reading, plus almost a little more businessy. Like you're sitting across from her, I don't know, positioned in such a way that you might sit down and do your taxes. You know what I mean? Very good point. Yes, it is that kind of business relationship where I'm the professional, I'm sitting in my storefront, you have come down and you are facing me and we have a desk between us. Yeah, I haven't gotten a fancy, comfortable chair. This is a regular You're desk not reclining. chair. So I don't know, that surprised me. And then she said, you want your past life reading, but you don't want palmistry or tarot. And I was like, no. Probably prefers doing those. Clearly, yeah. Because she would spend a lot of the time basically doing it anyway. Okay. But she said, that's fine. That's fine. But like I said, it's a little more expensive. I was like, it's fine. I brought 150. She, okay, okay. So she handed me a piece of paper and had me write down my birth name, my birth date, the time I was born, if I knew it, which I mostly did. I was like, I know it within like a half hour, but I can't remember the exact last two digits. And she said, that's okay. Do you know your moon rising sign? And I said, actually that, yes. So I wrote that down. Okay. And I was kind of worried about her Googling me. So I was very glad that she specifically said my birth name, which is not Carrie Bobby. Yeah. Okay. um, You're just following orders. Yeah. Sorry. So I wrote that down, gave it back to her. And then she had me hold a quartz like a big chunk of clear quartz mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and put my energy into it so she hands it to me and i close my eyes i hope you'd meditated <laughs> actually i hadn't oh no i don't know she didn't and you're tell me. you're putting your energy into this I was, quartz i probably drained her even more as a result so she had me hold it i crossed my legs i closed my eyes and i'm like centering myself and trying to send energy into this rock and then she's like okay cool give it back <laughs> so I, so I, oh, interesting. So I hand it back to her, and I've still kind of got my eyes closed, or maybe I return them to closed. And she just starts talking in such a way that I'm like, oh, I'm doing this wrong. Like, hmm. you want to have a very casual chat, and I'm still trying to get into this, like, okay, she's going to give me a past life reading. Yeah. Is and this our- about when the crazy guy rampaged into the <laughs> store? So, well, a couple minutes in, she says, oh, is this your friend? And I said, what? And she said, does your friend have a red shirt? And I thought, you, you thought she was probably. psychically reading? No, I mean, I, okay. I just, it wasn't I, obvious. That would that be great. Went- I'm sensing your friend. He's here. <laughs> Does he have a red? Like I'm thinking, does he own a red? Sh- of course, he owns a red shirt. It was actually kind of an orange creamsicle color, but mm, I'll take red. Okay, I guess psychics aren't real then. Then I realized, oh, she's saying Ross is coming in, and so you came in and you were, you know, we explained like, oh, we can't do it at the same time. Go wait for me at Fred's. It'll be a paradox. Get out of here. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
So you went and hung out at Fred 62. It quickly became apparent like, oh, I'm giving the wrong energy to this. Okay. We're supposed to just have a business relationship here. None of the spooky stuff I'm trying to add to it. All right. Okay. Okay. So she says, feeling your energy in the crystal. Ooh, tell me a little bit about your chakras. Hmm. Okay. I feel that you're a little unaligned lately. What's been going on? Oh, okay. She led with that. Yeah. Now- All I can do here is guess, right? It's like, tell me about your chakras. I don't know what's happening with my chakras. Yeah, yeah. So I said, well, I just had a tonsillectomy. That was last month. And she said, oh, okay, so maybe something with your throat chakra. Mm. Oh, okay. I said, yeah, yeah, maybe. And she said, oh, but also something with your core. It's like sacral energy or your nervous system. I'm like, okay, so either my throat or my core or my nervous system. A lot of options. Um, So I said, I've been kind of sleeping poorly. And she said, oh, so your third eye. Uh-oh. So now we've covered like five of my chakras yeah, already. Yeah, five out of seven. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, God, I don't know. She said, okay, well, we'll come back to that. About your friends, meaning you, mm-hmm. you guys are just friends, right? <laughs> and I said, we're friends. And she said, but not. So I think she's trying to play it both ways and I'm not giving her any direction. Right, right. So she's like, but You're not. the psychic. It's, well, I, and you're not, but you are. But maybe if not, then well, (laughs) it's just a bunch of noise. And I said, we're just friends. We're not in a relationship. And she said, I felt that. Oh, yeah. She felt that very strongly. (laughs) She could tell right away. Okay. And then she said, I felt, I was sure. sure. I just wanted to make sure of that because I Uh I didn't feel anything. Because if you had said there was something, I'm sure she would have been like, well, that's weird because I didn't feel anything. (laughs) That's why why I've been making grunts and innuendos for the past minute. Right. That's why um, I've been like doing this thing. Right. <laughs> Ross is doing the international symbol for penis and vagina. <laughs> um, we've talked about this before, but there's a way of phrasing your question such that it seems like you've made a hit regardless of what the answer is. So the right. example I always turn to is, your mom wasn't a nurse, was she? If I right. say no, you say, okay, I didn't think so, but like she's a very helping person. But if I say yes... And you say, oh, my God, that's what I thought. It seems like this Either like, amazing Either way, read. you've owned the information. How yep. amazing that you intuited that. And then typically when you ask the person later, they will say, oh, she knew my mom. She said my mom was a was nurse. It's yep. amazing. Yep. I didn't tell her that. Yep. Okay. So then she says, how old are you? And I say, I just turned 38. And you couldn't have looked at the piece of paper where I wrote down my date of birth, but I'm 38. And... She said, okay, because I feel like something's going on with your ovaries. Anything about your ovaries? And I said, I think they're fine. And she said, "Mm," because I feel like a ground energy there, like California energy. And I'm like, what? (laughs) You feel California energy about my ovaries? That went a different direction than I was expecting. Yeah. And then she said, you feel at home here. You feel at home in California. Or have have you also thought of leaving here? So I think she was trying to segue out of ovaries. Yeah, and I wonder if it was just, you know, late 30s woman. Yeah. We've got to talk about ovaries. This woman's going to have thoughts about ovaries. Yeah, she's either going to be like, I'm worried I'm running out of time for kids. Mm -hmm. Or, no, that's probably what she expects. I'm running out of time for kids. So you've always liked it here. Or maybe you've also thought of leaving. Those are the two options. Yep. (laughs) And fortunately for her, I was like, you know, I've always liked it here, and I've thought of leaving. It. Whoa. <laughs> oh, two for. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, ah, okay. 
Yeah. And I said, because, you know, I mean, I like it here, but the fire season really gets, oh. I get migraines and okay, they yeah. get really bad during fire season. And she said, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. And where are you from? And I say, La Crescenta. And she says, oh my gosh, I lived there for like a month when my house was being renovated. Oh, wow. Okay. And then she's like, I love that freeway. The two. There's just no traffic on it. It's just a clear shot. You go up there. It's just never any <laughs> traffic. I'm like, yeah. Uh, I mean, she's got a point. She's right. She is right. Okay, so then she says, I want you to make two wishes out loud. Two wishes for your life. What you would want right now. Okay. And I said, okay, I want to finish a book. Mm-hmm. Want to actually finish the thing, mm-hmm. and well, one day I'd really like to have an animal sanctuary. Oh wow! Okay. So she's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's good, that's good." Okay, so she's rubbing the crystal, and she says, "Okay, I definitely see many journeys in your past life. You are really connected to warm weather. So I think most of your past lives have been in the heat. Okay, something about the desert." And I say, "Oh, okay, okay." And she says, "Because it's like." It's like Egyptian energy. Now, ah. under my mask, I smile. Thank God I had a mask on because I could not suppress this smile. Because that day, I had talked to our friend Lindsay Pavlis about how I was going to go off and get past life readings. Yeah. And Lindsay had said, oh, I can't wait to hear about how you were Cleopatra or whatever. <laughs> and we've already gone to Egypt. Right, exactly. So, okay, I feel Egyptian energy. Wait, Lindsay Pavlis so far has the best psychic score. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did she episode. do that? Oh, of this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did incorrectly guess which of us had the Reiki power in our Reiki episode, though. Okay. Okay, so she feels an Egyptian energy, and then she says, like, you weren't like a servant, but you did serve the royalty. Okay. I'm like, I wasn't a servant, but I was serving them? And I'm trying to picture this, and I'm like, what does that mean? Was I a doctor or, like, an independent contractor or what? And she's like, well, I mean, like, you were helping, but you weren't, like, a servant. I was like, oh, a slave? Do you mean I wasn't a slave? Oh, wow. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you weren't a slave, but you were a servant. I said, okay. Okay. And she said, but to, like, Egyptian royalty. Um, Anyone I've heard of? <laughs> I know, right? And she's like, and you were really good with children. So you might have been like the babysitter or the nanny, something like that to a royalty. I say, okay. And she says, and you were treated very well, but it wasn't your family. And I'm like, right. But mm, you know what? You were treated very well by the female energy, the woman. You had a very close bond with her. I feel the arc and it's bending towards Cleopatra. Oh, yep. So she says, I feel like if I were a psychic now, I would want to memorize the names of a lot of lesser monarchs <laughs> and Egyptian kings and be like, yeah, it was Akhenaten. It'll look him up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was, uh, it was Radish. <laughs> yeah, just, there we go. Mix them up. But oh, it's like his female energy was good, but you weren't. Oh, wasn't good with the man, though. And Oh, Ptolemy the 13th. Yeah, he was a real ass. Oh, is that who she was married to? No, that was I thought her. she was Antony. That was her brother who tried to exile her. Oh, okay. So she does say, it's an energy like Cleopatra. It may have been her. It may not oh, okay. have been. Okay. 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 <laughs> but a female member of Egyptian royalty, sort of like Cleopatra. Okay. I picture... The swath of all available time, like a huge timeline mm-hmm. of all world history, and then 
on maybe the x-axis you have the different countries and locations and there's rulers everywhere but there's just the little highlights the the oases i guess of the ones that we know yep and yeah what a coincidence the ones i studied in school yeah the ones we've heard of and napoleon and cleopatra Mm -hmm. and these names that come and meet those are the ones that we just happen to be adjacent to yeah it's never like oh you were in an agrarian village in the 1400s in this sort of lesser known part of the British Isles and then you go home and you Google it and you're like, oh my gosh, there was one. See, I feel like that's what I would want to provide as a psychic. I would give you like some homework to look up this very obscure thing, but that was you. Well, we have to do our psychic call-in show so you can do that. Okay, I'm I'm so going to be ready for this. This is going to be great. You (laughs) won't even recognize where you were a servant. (laughs) You'll be like, I was a servant. Where? Heck, I might, then you'll Google it and you'll be like, oh, he's right. That's a real thing. I might even make you like a minor duke or something. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I picture this, you know, swath of all time, these little oases of significant people and they only fill less than 1% of history. But of course, of course. That's... Significant people, definitely. But like you're saying, also significant flashpoints of history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. even if it's like, oh, you weren't actually Cleopatra, it's still like, oh, but ancient Egypt around the time of but, Cleopatra. Yeah, newer. Something Yeah, something like still very present in the culture. So, okay, I was good friends with the woman who may have been Cleopatra, but not with the male monarch. Okay. Because he sexually abused me. Oh, no. Yeah. So she says she doesn't think that the female energy, the woman, she didn't know about it. She didn't know about the abuse. Okay. And I clarified. I said, I was sexually abused, not the kids, but me. And she said... Uh, yeah, yeah. And so it could have been Julius Caesar or Mark Antony. Oh, okay. She was first with Julius Caesar, and oh. she had her son Caesarion. And then, oh. I just know because of my Elevate app that I use every day, they regularly okay. tell the story of Cleopatra. Did they mention anything about her favorite servant, the nanny? They leave that out. <sighs> oh, it's me, the nanny. <laughs> oh, oh, boy, Cleopatra. <laughs> Oh, your husband's abusive. Oh, jeez. Okay, so she says about this horrible abuse, she says, and I do believe it was very hard. I'm like, yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds awful. Yeah, so I'm like an indentured servant who was sexually abused. Yeah, it sounds pretty bad. And then she says, and as a result, I feel like intimacy is really hard for you. Would you say that? And I'm like, oh, in, in this life? Mm-hmm. She says yes. And I'm like, honestly, no. I mean, like, I don't feel I'm blocked with romantic intimacy, if that's what you mean. And she said, doesn't have to be romantic. No. Okay, okay. Anything um, that makes me right. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I mean, like, I think there are some friends where, like, I always feel jealous of female friendships where they can, like, throw their arms around one another and, like, just mm. be really, like, touchy-feely. And I like that. And, I like, a part of me wants it. But then if a friend throws her arm around me. I'm kind of like, oh, we're doing this. Okay, sure. Um, Yes. All right. <laughs> and now, whoa, we're just, oh, we're still doing it. Our arms are just going to stay here. Okay. Clearly, I'm overthinking this. So I explained that to her. Okay. And she's like, oh, okay, so you're like very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I said, you should be in a marching band. No, I didn't. No, uh, <laughs> Good throwback. I said, well, no, I don't, I don't think generally. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm making fun of myself a little here, but but yeah, I mean, I think I respond to that in an awkward way. It'd be a great moment for you to walk around the desk and just put your arm around. (laughs) Let's do the rest of the reading like this. 
<laughs> okay, so this seems to have appeased her. She feels right. So okay. she says, okay, so, okay, yeah, there's a lot of desert energy in here. Because you don't like the cold at all, do you? Like the snow. Ew. And I'm like, snow okay i mean because i think you've said that you don't like extreme cold i don't like extreme temperatures like extreme cold i hate about as much as extreme hot okay right several years ago i would have said extreme cold is even worse than extreme hot okay but i think like i think this is a documented thing especially for xx individuals that like during our 30s our bodies warm up interesting yeah so to me today sounds about the same like I don't yeah why would I want to be extremely hot or cold no thank you so I said I don't really want to be like out in the snow I don't want to be cold for a prolonged period but she's ah see yeah there you go okay but I do think always been of service to others there's one lifetime where you were like I think you were a teacher and I said okay and she said and now you also do something similar yes like sort of in the service sort of in Mm. teaching and I said, um, I write things. And she's, ah, yes, okay, that's it. Which I wonder what you okay. could have said that would have not made a connection for her. <laughs> right. I, I am a mechanic. Right. See? <laughs> yeah, service to people. Yeah, no, I actually only do things in service of myself. <laughs> exclusively right. i'm really selfish so then she said but i also see something with water you love water and i said you know i love to swim oh okay and i do and she said uh see uh, yes you love to swim uh, exactly you know what and then she says what i think is my favorite line of this entire reading okay. she says you know you could have been a mammal you could have been a mammal yeah i believe in you carrie <laughs> I think you could still do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I said, well, I am a mammal. <laughs> <laughs> you could have been a mammal. Like, you could have been a contender. Exactly. Yeah, that's so funny. And then she looks confused because I said I was a mammal. And she's like, oh, oh, well, yes. Oh, right. We're all mammals. We're all mammals. Right, right, right. But, but she's like, trying to talk about past lives. Right, You right. were a mammal other than a other human. Other than a human. Yeah. Yeah. So then she explains, like, a water mammal. And I'm like, oh, so, like, dolphins are whales. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's like, well, I don't know about whales. And I was like, well, whales are mammals. She's like, it wasn't a whale. It was a dolphin. (laughs) It was a big fish. Oh, that's not a mammal. Oh. So confusing. Okay, so she says so, she's saying dolphin. Yeah, and she's getting sick of my biology. And she's like, listen, bitch, it was a dolphin. And then she says... And you know, oh, yes, I'm seeing this. There's a connection. You have a connection with animals, don't you? Now, reminder, 10 minutes ago. You said one of your greatest dreams would be to have an animal sanctuary. Yes. She's hoping you've forgotten this. Yeah, I guess so. She's looking at me like this is a revelation. Just stars in her eyes are darting around the room like she's receiving something. Yeah. You have this great connection. You can read them. You feel them. It's amazing. And, you know, very few of my clients that I see have this connection to animals. It's very unusual. Okay. But she says, but I'm going to say something and please don't be offended. Love has been very hard for you in the past. Mm. So I just sort of nod and kind of my eyes are darting around like, is that true more than the average person? I don't think 
loves you more than the average person. I've had like a, I've had several stable relationships. Oh, but she, so she's talking about this life, and she says life's love's oh, been difficult. Oh, great for question. Her. It seems like it. It seemed like she jumped from dolphin to this life. Okay, but maybe the dolphin had love troubles. I don't know. Okay, I'm like thinking about this. I'm like, I think it's like a fairly average number of. Long relationships and breakups for a single person. I don't, she says, well, do you have a partner? And I say, oh, yes, uh uh-huh. And how old's he? I tell her. She's like, okay, okay. And Oh, and you're engaged. Yep, yep. And uh, it's going okay? Yeah, uh uh-huh. Oh, okay. Interesting. Not what she was expecting. Yeah, this is not helpful to me. I had been sure not to wear my engagement ring. Ah. And she said, do you want children? Interesting. I mean, this will come up for me as well. She asked these sort of big questions. That you think she would want to try to earn herself. Totally, totally. It's like, oh, I'm just giving you that one? All right. Yeah, or like... It's like, you know, I've got $150 in my pocket and I've got a lot of personal details in the other one. And you want me to give those two? Yeah. (laughs) At least use the tricky wording. At least say, you don't want children, do you? Right. At least do that. Right. Hmm. Okay, so I said, well, not biological kids. And she said, I've been adopting. And I said... Well, more open to that, but still probably no. And she's like, I think that you're going to, you know what? You are going to have two kids. You're going to adopt one. And then I think you're going to have a biological one as well. Oh, wow. Okay, that's a big prediction. Put that one in the book. I don't have fallopian tubes. Got them yanked out. So I would be the fourth person in recorded history. pregnancy, is it? or Oh, no, that's different. That's That's uh, when it's stuck in your tubes. Yes, okay. If I've got one of those, it's in a landfill somewhere. No, I don't know what you would call this, but just, okay, here's what's wild about the fallopes. A sperm that goes rogue. Yes, because... The fallopian tubes don't actually connect between your uterus and your ovary. Right, they, they are stop. weird wormholes. Okay. Yeah, so it used to just be like your, I mean, we assume from evolution that like your ovaries were just shooting eggs out all over the place. Yeah. And then some genius thought, well, I'm going to have a genetic mutation that creates these little wormholes that at least shoots them more directly. Sure. And then we are that person's descendants. <laughs> but uh, I guess it works. There's plenty of us. So anyway, it can happen. It's just extremely unlikely. I would be the fourth person ever. Anyway, but I say, oh, okay. I got to tell you, it feels unlikely, but maybe. And she said, your body's still working. Okay. She maybe knows something you don't. (laughs) And I said, yep. She said, you're still young enough. And I said, oh, I know. I know I'm still young enough. And she said, and you get a period every month. (laughs) I said, yep. I know. And she- I'm I'm sad I missed this part of the conversation. Oh yeah. This would have been fun. Oh yeah. I would have been glad I was wearing a mask. <laughs> but she says, but you know, you're meant to help the animals. So you definitely you can talk to them. They reach out to you. You understand them. I said, Yeah, I feel like I'm pretty good at like reading an animal's body language, mm. that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And she says, Oh yeah, that's so rare. That's so rare. But mm, I can see with the water. That you feel love just like I do. You feel like you're a fish or something. Like you're, you know, when you're, you're drawn to the water. And I was like, yeah, well, like I said, I, I love to swim. And she's like, yes. Yeah, exactly. You love to swim. So I think she's... Everybody likes to go to the pool. <laughs> Touche. But yeah, I think she keeps kind of hitting these misses. And so she'll remind me of a previous Sure. Just... Remember that time when I was right? <laughs> yeah. That was great. <laughs> Then she asked me if I have trouble with self-expression. And I say, I really don't think so. (laughs) I don't think that's a place I'm stuck. And she said, okay, but you mentioned that you're a writer. And I said, yeah. And she's like, so you do express yourself better in writing. 
I'm like, don't give away your hot reading, lady. Oh, right, right. <laughs> but I said, oh, well, sure. But mostly because you can go back and edit your writing. It's harder to edit your mm. talking. Mm-hmm. Except when Ross edits my talking. But I'm not going to tell her that. <laughs> so I said, yeah, you know, I think it's easier to make your thoughts clear in writing. And she's like, ah, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> okay, yeah. So she asked me, like, so you said you want to finish a book. What's it about? And I'm like, um politics i'm gonna move to washington (laughs) dc it's about donald trump you're gonna write about politics gary you should really live in washington dc so i'm like it's pretty hard to explain but it's sort of about human psychology i guess you could say and sort of how we conceptualize different things like how we conceptualize who's good and who's bad and also how we understand trauma the bad things that have happened to us Uh, She's like, oh, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. And from here out, she will add the word trauma to like every sentence she says. Oh, no. But yeah, she's like, how was your relationship with your parents? And I said, oh, you know, they're alive. They're divorced now. But as a kid, like they were mostly just not around. I was like a latchkey kid. She's like, oh, exactly. Work, work, work. Yes, exactly. Hmm. That's what I saw. And growing up, you didn't have that intimacy with them. And I said, yeah. yeah." That is a restatement of... (laughs) Yeah, that's what a, we just established. That's another way to say it, yeah. And, you know, so I feel like there was emotional stuff going on with that because, like, you're all alone. You don't really have anybody there. I'm like, yeah, there was emotional stuff going on with that. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> sure. She's like, you just didn't have anybody. And I'm like, well, okay, no. I mean, <laughs> I had a sibling. And also I went to church as a kid and that really gave me a, a lot of family. Mm-hmm. And she said, ah, yes, exactly. That was perfect for you. And what church? And I say Presbyterian. And she says, oh, Christian. And I said, "Uh uh-huh. She said, okay, good, perfect. Okay. All right. (laughs) She She can work with that. She has a cross hanging on her wall, so. Oh, okay. Of Um, Satan? Church of Satan? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I wonder how she would have reacted to that. So she says, well, like, the thing I really want to impart you with is that you were always a servant of some kind, maybe a healer, too. Oh, but I also want to talk to you about your chakra. Have you ever had your chakras aligned? I'm like, yeah, 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 I have. Where did they say it was blocked the last time? And I say, oh, let me look at your chakra chart. I can't remember. And I'm looking at it behind her. I think you had third eye issues before. Oh, okay. And I said, maybe the orange one. And she's like, yes, exactly. That's <laughs> what I was saying. The sacral chakra, which oh. is one of the five she had mentioned. Okay. Um, she said, so. <laughs> the five she had <laughs> Sorry, that just hit me. <laughs> So she said, uh, but I think it's more emotional trauma. Okay. She's going to keep bringing this word trauma back. Sure, yep. I say, oh, okay, okay. And she said, unless it's your back. Do you have back pain? And I said, you know, I actually feel like I'm very lucky in this area. Most upright primates seem to have back pain. I get shoulder pain, but not really back. Okay, well, fine. Well, what about your period? Is your period normal? And I say, yeah. And she says, now it is. And I said, you know, it's always been normal. It's so funny. As as Carrie's saying these things, she's kind of pointing at me. Uh-huh. And I think that's very true to the body language of Ava, our reader. Not a shy woman. No. She's going to punctuate that this is a hit and that you should be impressed. Yeah. I can't help but wonder, just because as you're describing this, I'm seeing so many similarities to my own reading. Mm. If part of the rationale of not having two people sitting with each other is just that you lose some of these tactics by yeah. having one person witness them being used on another. That seems totally possible. And another person to bounce stuff off of and say, remember when she got that? You know, you might say, well, actually, I think you gave her that. Right. You know, that feedback's not there. So for 
several minutes, she tries to sell me on doing a chakra alignment, okay. which will be $350. It's a seven-day experience. Okay. Um, $50 a day. And she gives me candles, blah, blah, blah. A lot of places, they'll just do it one bop and you're done, but that's ridiculous. You know, this is a whole process. Mm. She says, is there anything that you feel off with in your body? And I say, well, you know, like I said, the surgery. And she said, oh, right, the surgery. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and, you know, I mentioned my sleep. And she said, oh, yes, in your sleep. There's something with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think she could tell I'm not interested in this part, right? Okay. And so she would, every once in a while, like, pull the past lives back in to sort of satisfy me. Okay. So, and she says, yeah, you know, I see you. You're very tired. Every time you wake up, you're very tired. And I said, yeah, no, huh? She said, and that makes sense because there was some molestation and sexual abuse. And I said, in this life or in a past life? And she said, in the past life. And Hmm. I said, the nanny. And she said, "Uh, yes, the nanny. Oh, no. (laughs) Wow, that's that's really haunted you for a couple millennia. That's too bad. And she says, because that was trauma, Carrie. That was trauma, and the trauma is there, and I think it's very sensitive. Well, geez, for just $350, you could reconcile this. After two millennia, Carrie, it's really a steal. (laughs) Touche. So she explains... I wasn't a sex slave. And I'm like, well, right. Yeah, you said I wasn't a slave at all. (laughs) She says, the husband, the male, he molested you. He took advantage of you when you were there and the mother wasn't. And I said, yeah, you you mentioned that. She's like, well, you know, you were very emotional in that lifetime and you're bringing it here. And oh, and the teacher, I do. I don't see any abuse in that lifetime, but I do see that the teacher, she would spend all her life teaching. And it was in like, the 1800s here in the United States. Okay. Oh, you were a pioneering teacher, a woman. Yeah, I guess so. And then I think she might have said something about me being a Mormon teacher. Oh. I'm not sure. So, okay, she can tell that I'm like, I'm lighting up at this part, right? I'm like, this is what I want. Tell me about my past life. There we go, yeah. So then she just throws in, oh, and also I sense an Indian spirit. And just knowing where this is going, I say, like, Native American Indian. And she's like, yes, yes, sorry, Native American. She's like, okay, well, anyway, you were a Native American warrior. Oh, hey. Yes. And you had a big family, but you died very young, like age 20. And I said, oh, wow. Okay, Mm. that is young. She said, but that's the only male I sense. You've mostly been a woman. I said, okay. Okay. See, I have a real advantage here because I've heard my reading. Yo, and now yeah. I'm hearing yours, yeah. Yeah, and I haven't heard yours yet. Uh, but I hope everyone's uh, sticking a pin in some of these things. Well, I'm sure you'll remind us. So she said, I definitely see you had a big family to take care of. And now you still have that like nurturing energy. And I said, hey, to animals, like I said. And she said, yeah, exactly, to animals. And, but not as much for people. And I said, well, I mean, I don't dislike people. I'm just saying I don't, like I said, don't want, don't want human kids. And she's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe, oh, yeah, that fish, you were that fish. Or, well, not the fish because you gave birth. And I said, right, a mammal. <laughs> she's like, because- I didn't um, lay sticky eggs. Right. <laughs> so she says, because they're only certain, and then she kind of trails off and she's like, so people are mammals, right? <laughs> I'm like, yep, we're mammals. <laughs> and she's like, it's like humans and dolphins and dogs. And I'm like, yep, those are all mammals. And she says, and the mammals, only some of them give birth, right? And I say, 
I think that's a defining feature yeah. of being a mammal, I think, is live birth and nursing your young. If you want to make an exception for the echidnas and the platypus. The platypus, yeah. She's like, sorry, yes, 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 yes. Okay, I couldn't put it in words, but I do see you as this water mammal. It's a dolphin, it's a dolphin. A placental mammal, okay. And I do see you having an amazing, beautiful sanctuary in the future because of your past life and how connected you are to the animals. And I think you're going to accomplish this within the next five years, the oh, wow. sanctuary. Wow, I said, oh, that's a lot wow. of prep work. Yeah, right? Better get started. That's great. And your book's going to be amazing. You're on the right path. That's going to be a way of being of service because you're going to teach people. And oh my gosh, you're going to have this amazing career. Yeah, then for a while, she like asks me about my wedding and then like, oh, you had to postpone it for COVID. A lot of people had to do that back and forth quite a bit about about the wedding. So then she says, okay, so do you have any other questions for me? And I said, yeah, you know, I just want to make sure I walk out of here remembering what you told me about my past lives. And she's like, oh, okay. So there is the friendship from woman to woman with the Egyptian queen, but, you know, the abuse. And you never said anything about the abuse. You never told her. And you lived that life for many years, and then you got very ill. And you never had any children. And you were a servant, but not like a servant. Okay. And then you were the teacher. And again, you never married. You never had kids. And then that Native American energy right here in California many years ago. But, oh, that one, you know, you had that trauma, that trauma in battle. Uh, And then I see that mammal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dolphin, the dolphin. You were very happy and you had a child. And I said, as a dolphin. And she said, yes, because they can give birth. Whoa. Oh, my goodness, I'm learning new things. I mean, she, I think, teacher here. I think she's <laughs> yeah. right. I've given her a biology lesson. Well, see, lesson. you have that teacher energy. <laughs> exactly. You help others. Dolphins so, have children. Yeah, so then she, most of the rest of the time, trying to sell me on this chakra cleanse. And I'm acting like, you know, very interested, but also like, oh, okay, let me think about when I'd fit that in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to <laughs> talk to my fiance, you know. Oh, he holds the purse strings, <laughs> which is not true. Um <laughs> And then I'm like, okay, well, this has been great. Thank you so much. And I'll send Ross in. And she said, and this is your friend. (laughs) And I said, yep. Wink. (laughs) And she's like, a good friend. And I said, yeah, a good friend. And Carrie's still pointing at me as she says this. And and I I believe it. I believe that Ava was pointing at you with every one of these statements. Yep. Good friends. And uh, and I said, yeah, yeah, good friends. Uh, How long have you known each other? And I say, oh, 10, 12 years, something like that. And I said, we met in a book club. Maybe I said we both love to read. But then I realized, like, I got to mark that in my head because I did give her free information for you. Yeah, that's interesting. There's a few points of data here that you've mentioned where I've thought, oh, it's a good thing that my story was consistent. Mm-hmm. No, this is all the truth. So oh, sure. it's easy to remain consistent when you tell the truth. But it's just, I realize now you were giving her little bits of information about me all oh, along right. that, that would pan out. You have a red shirt. Etc. Oh, yeah. And then for some reason, as I was standing up, she said, you're very sensitive, but you're very strong. And I said, oh, thank you. And she said, there are very few people I say that to. Okay. I said, okay. I'll spoil. She did not tell me that. (laughs) Okay. So there you go. There you go. Then I went to Fred 62 and ate your leftover curly fries. (laughs) Excellent. Well, I can't wait to tell you about my reading, but... I also want to tell you about Third Love. Oh my God, I love Third Love. I love Golly, 
I love Ella, but my third love <laughs> is the bra I'm wearing right now. Sorry, Drew. Nope, not this one. My third love is a bra that I'm not wearing right now, but is very good. <laughs> it's from Third Love. Ross is coming over today. I don't need to wear <laughs> high quality bras. Well, I can understand your affection for that bra because my wife, Kara, has a Third Love bras as well. Ugh. They make such high-quality underwear and sleep and loungewear, you it's, know? It's the good stuff, and they deliver comfort that your body loves being in. Oh, my gosh. It's so true. I genuinely, I think that is my favorite bra. They're so comfortable. They're so light, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really don't add any bulk to your already bulky top. And it looks like they're introducing a new seamless collection called Form. They've got mm. wireless bras and form-fitting undies with limitless stretch and endless comfort that disappears under your clothes. Whoa, oh no, it's going to disappear under my clothes. No, just meaning people can't tell from the outside that you're wearing them. Oh, okay. Yeah, thank understandable God. confusion. Oh, thank God. Okay. And if you need more support, Third Love's number one best-selling 24-7 classic t-shirt bra provides all the comfort and support you need in more than 80 sizes. And I'll tell you what, Ross, when I was saying I have a favorite bra and and it's third love, it is that one. It is the classic t-shirt bra. Oh, very nice. They also have the fitting room quiz, and it's like a personal shopper, but better. This interactive quiz focuses on size, breast shape, current fit issues, and your personal style to deliver bras and underwear that are perfect for you. Why not take the Fit Finder quiz even if you just love boobs, even if you don't have them, but you just love them? Hot tip. Yeah, you could see, well, my favorite kind of boob would be in this kind of bra. Just a new way to pass the time. It's good information to know. <laughs> and Third Love knows that you deserve to feel comfortable and confident 24-7. So right now they are offering our listeners 20% off your first order. Hot damn. So go to thirdlove.com slash oh no to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash oh no, O-H-N-O, for 20% off today. And while you're at it, why not also build a website? Uh, yeah, you've got the support. You're comfortable. All your chakras are feeling good. Mm -hmm. It's time to tell the world mm -hmm. the story that you've got to tell. And the best way to do it is with a website. Uh, God, I couldn't have said it better myself. A dream is just a great idea that doesn't have a website yet. Make it a reality with Squarespace. And you can build that beautiful website to blog or publish content, promote your physical or online business, announce an upcoming event or special project, and really a host of other things. Anything you can imagine that you'd want to do with a website, I think you could do it here. Yeah, if it's legal, they'll let you do it, probably. And they give you access to beautiful templates created by world-class designers, probably someone named Hans. Yeah, he's good. Hans is so good at design. They have powerful e-commerce functionality, a new way to buy domains. It's still new. And you can choose from over 200 extensions there. Oh and goodness. we were talking about how Third Love gives you support, and they do. But in addition, Squarespace gives you 24-7 award-winning mm -hmm. customer mm -hmm. support. Yeah, that's the good stuff. And we've mentioned it before. You can go to squarespace.com right now. You can actually start building your site without paying a dime and just see how you like the tool set, see how it all comes together. It's really an ideal situation because then once you've checked out squarespace.com slash oh no for that free trial we just mentioned, when you're ready to launch, 
Just use the offer code OHNO, O-H-N-O, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So whether you need support for your boobs or your blog, use code OHNO. So I had traipsed in on your reading. I was summarily dismissed. <laughs> Red shirt guy. There cannot be two. So I went next door, like you said, to Fred 62. Delicious. And I didn't know how long I'd be there. Could be 15 minutes. Could be an hour. I don't know. Mm. I got Coke and curly fries. Thank you for being precise. And I see you searching for the exact things you ordered. I was worried it might be Pepsi, but I'm pretty sure it was Coke. Oh, yeah. No, they don't have Pepsi products there. I <laughs> wish they did because Diet Pepsi is the best. Okay. All right. Well, at least this checks out. So they were filling that up and the server came by and kept checking to see if I wanted more stuff. And I said, well, you know, I'm kind of waiting for an appointment next door. And she said, at the psychic? <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, and I was thinking, well, I, I don't want to give away too much in case, for whatever reason, she's got a hot dial into the psychic, <laughs> and it's going to, I don't know what I was thinking, but I just didn't want to give too much away. Uh, I said, yeah, and uh, she said, oh, interesting. So I tried to turn it to her. I said, you know, my friend and I, we like trying these sorts of things out. Have you ever done anything like that? And she said, yeah, well, actually, I feel like I've had a couple psychics who have really tried to push me to pay a lot of extra money for extra services like hundreds oh, of dollars yeah. and so i was able to say oh yeah i had a storefront psychic who wanted to charge me over 500 dollars for candles to help protect me from sexual abuse claims anyways so we shared kind of a knowing look and you know at least i had established that we're kind of on the same side here mm -hmm. and she's not an informant for this uh, psychic next door <laughs> but she seemed highly aware of the fact that there was a psychic store so anyways i was dilly dallying and then you came in said it was my turn oh oh and it was really only what about 40 minutes you'd been in yeah there? something like that okay so i went over next door and yeah it's just very basic there's the door that opens inside it's all glass so you i could see you from outside mm -hmm. and then there's a window pane that has the a neon sign that says mind body and soul and there's that outline of the person in the lotus position mm -hmm. with the chakras in different colors descending down from uh, purplish on the top to red on the bottom with her phone number. And up top, there are also neon signs saying open for when it's open and tarot card reading. Mm. So, yeah, no mention of past life regressions on that particular area. So maybe those are her favorites. She hopes yeah. that you, you come for tarot reading. Seems like it. Um, She'll give you one anyway. Yeah, right. Or at least palmistry. She did grab my palm at one point for this. And so just like you said, she was sitting behind the desk in her one chair, and then you take the other chair facing her. And she's wearing a white Gap shirt. So, oh, was she? Yeah, it just says Gap <laughs> in gray. And I thought, okay. You know, she's not trying to create some sort of mystique yeah. or aura with her physical presentation yeah and i think she was just wearing like gray stretch pants yeah more corporate than new age yeah this is what's comfy that's what yeah I, yeah that's true, what i got out of bed in yeah <laughs> you know seriously looked like that and she was wearing a mask so i i think that's nice at least she didn't say anything about oh we can take our masks off or mm -hmm. anything like that just wasn't a question we kept our masks on the whole time it's a very small space it's maybe i don't know like 10 feet by 10 feet she's got old shelves next to her with odds and ends that she'll kind of point out towards the end of the reading but yeah there were no props she'd never looked at my palm she didn't bring out cards or anything like that so yeah we got right to business she asked if i'd had a reading before 
And again, you'd kind of given her some info about this. Oh, so right, I'm yeah. glad what I said was consistent. I said, yeah, I've had readings from other psychics and spiritualists, but uh, not really past life. She wanted to know my name and had me write it down just like, in fact, right underneath yours. So your ah. name and info were there. And now she's Googling us and she's like, God damn it. <laughs> You're right. Because <laughs> my name was my... Yours has been consistent Yeah, my na- my name has not changed. Right. So I uh, wrote down Ross Blotcher and she wanted to know the time of birth. I know my time of birth is 4.03 a.m. For whatever reason, my brain gave me 4.06 at the moment. <gasps> So I wrote that down. Oh my down. God, this is all going to be wrong. I'm so sorry, Ava. I know I stopped there and I thought, that doesn't sound right, but going with it. Three minutes off. Ugh. So if anything goes wrong with the reading, that's why. That changes her whole math that she does in order to do this. I like how she couldn't compute the year of your birth, but that she's doing this <laughs> amazing math oh, based right. on the precise timing of my emergence from... From your mammal? <laughs> from my mammal. <laughs> And I didn't know my rising signs or anything. That's the kind of thing I would expect you to know and me not to. So we're living up to my expectations. (laughs) And yeah, she gave me the quartz crystal. I assume it's the same one. It was like, it was a little larger than a nine volt battery, but smaller than a pack of playing cards. Yeah, that sounds like the right one. You can hold it in your hands and fully obscure it. I hope that she did a cleansing on that thing or my energy was still in there. Oh no. Did she tell you you were a dolphin? No. Okay. Okay, so I guess... That's good. She must have wiped it down. She just starts immediately telling you about how mammals give birth. She's like, I just learned something incredible. (laughs) No, I I guess she reeled in from the shock. So I asked her kind of what what this does as I'm holding on to the crystal. And she said, oh, I'm just, I'm very receptive to the energy from the crystal. And I held on to it the whole time, pretty much. I don't think I gave back the crystal till the end. I just kind of had it in my hands. (laughs) think she must have just forgot maybe because i did have it closed in my hands but yeah right off the bat she said i want you to think of two wishes and she said sorry got to get personal right off the bat okay all right and so so i'm sitting there thinking like you know i guess i'm getting ready to blow out birthday candles soon i'm just thinking of my wishes okay she's like well sam out loud oh oh. oh. <laughs> oh okay i get it how am i gonna work off of them if well, you don't say them out loud I, sir i think that's when she told me sorry this is gonna be personal oh i, I didn't realize that that you know needed to have them in or something. but yeah I'm, I'm there with eyes closed okay <laughs> working on my on my wishes uh so my first wish was for more wishes really and she said that that breaks the no. <laughs> Um, I said, well, my wife and I are thinking about getting a home. And she said, oh, wow. Okay. Like a first time buyer. Is it? Yep. Yeah. She said, it's very expensive. Yes, I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, it is. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, shit. Sorry to report. I know. We're all learning new things today. (laughs) And then you said mammals. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saving saving some nuggets for her later. And then she asked me for a second wish. And it was wishes or dreams for the future goals. And so I said, well, I'll just say the the first thing that came to mind that would be to write a book. So oh, okay. We, oh, funny. Okay. Well, weird that we both kind of came up with the same thing. She said, oh, so you're also a writer. What do you do for work? I said, well, I work in animation. He said, oh, so you draw? Which is everybody's first. Sure. Never mind that so much of animation entertainment right now is CG. Everybody just true. immediately pictures you drawing. And of course, few people really think about all of the other professionals involved in making an animated film. Yeah, all the unimportant ones. That yeah. not all of them draw. So Yeah, it, it's like saying I work in healthcare and being like, you're a surgeon? 
well, that's the eye of the storm there, but there's a whole thing around it. Right. And there's so many different levels of complexity to address that. Like, do you want me to give the fuller explanation or are we moving along? So, oh, no, I, you know, I trained as an artist, but I work in training, supporting. Oh, okay, interesting. So she had a lot to say about that, but nothing worth relaying. Who with? Disney. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Heard of it. So she says, okay, well, I see lots of dreams and visions around you. Tell me about those. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I do dream a lot. And maybe there's some recurring themes. And so I'm trying to like get past the dreams that are just rehashing daily life kind of stuff. Mm. And she's kind of pressing me to give her something. So, okay, well, again, I'll give you the first thing that comes to mind. I do have recurring dreams from time to time about secret passageways in buildings that I remember as a child. Oh, cool. That's something that comes back fairly regularly. You should read Caroline Opal's in the mystery box. Oh, man, yes. <laughs> that's right. That involves secret passageways. And so she's like, yes, yes, room, spaces, okay. I saw that. Oh, uh, you're right. <laughs> and she says, and secret doors, yes. So she wants me to specify a little bit, and I mentioned that, yeah, there are two are kind of in houses I remember as a child, and one was in an imaginary building that I've, as far as I know, I've never seen, and one was in a church that I remembered as a child. How old were you? Not three to six. Okay, well, you have an amazing energy and you've had many past lives. <gasps> you also have had many, okay. Yeah, and I did ask her to clarify that. Well, is that true of everybody that you meet? She said, oh no, some people come in here and this is their first time. <laughs> and then I say, I'm sorry, I can't take your $150. You have zero past lives. Yeah, but would you like a <laughs> palm reading? So I can do that. And she also jumped to saying that I've always been creative and that my third eye is just overwhelmed. Oh, damn. It never shuts down. So it's amazing energy, but it's exhausting. You do get exhausted and drained a lot. You feel that? Mm. And, oh, yes, okay. And I'm thinking, well, that's a forward statement. I bet we could say that to almost anybody and nobody's going to be like, no, actually, I'm really take it easy. Yeah. (laughs) I'm kind of lazy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, okay, that that did resonate. And she said, and your mind goes in different places, yes? No. Mm -mm. (laughs) just think about this right now so she does suggest that like maybe there's something we can do about that third eye later but we'll come back to that and she tells me that i'm spiritual but i don't know what that spiritual is and Hmm. i thought well that kind of resonates for me Hmm. you know Mm because i feel like i don't completely eschew the terminology spirituality or yeah that idea so i was like okay she's like but there is a higher which is her way of saying a higher power. Oh, um, okay. And that doesn't particularly resonate, but okay. So she jumps right into some of my past lives. She says, okay, well, I already see in a past life that you passed very young and it was hmm. trauma-based. Oh, no. Yeah, I've already I've already got trauma in my past lives. She said, I don't want to scare you or anything. It's like, that's fine. I'm op- it appears to be all over, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm open to anything, so go ahead and tell me. So... I feel both you and your friend, referring to you, had a warrior energy. Oh, okay. And I see you as a native Indian in your past life. Uh, oh, okay. She, she uses the term she, Native uh, Indian. Native, okay, Almost so there. She's, she's adjusted. She's trying. Good for her. I, I think I also clarified, oh, a Native American. And, <laughs> and I think then she stuck with that for the... the she's like, Jesus, these people are specific. <laughs> times I came up. But I was just thinking, oh, this happened actually in a previous past life regression that was done for me where someone sensed a Native American. It's like, oh, okay, it's just yeah. like Cleopatra or Napoleon. It seems like yeah. it's a real go-to. It also like seems to reveal some very oversimplified 
notions people have of these cultures. The noble savage connected with the energy and one with nature. Yeah. There's the like extremely offensive versions. And then there's the sort of like condescending offensive versions where it's just like they were just a completely perfect culture and like we all just should be exactly like them and there were no problems it's like well that's not respectful to them like but, their lives were complex and had troubles right they were hu- are because they still exist they're, they're humans just like all of us <laughs> right yeah. uh yeah they're not magic yes i i think there was a bit of the latter going on there yeah. and it's just so uncomfortable like oh you feel like you can kind of claim some of that spirituality yep. and kinship just because i came up with it right now Anyways, so very interesting, very similar to your story. I was young, maybe 16 to 23 years old, and I was protecting my tribe or my family. Wow. I wonder if we were in the same group. Okay, here we go. That was a clarifying question I asked because I thought, well, there were millions of people in pre-European Americas. Would you say that we actually knew each other? Mm-hmm. So that that's not very likely. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, yes, I think you knew each other in that life. Whoa. Okay. Same battle, probably. And maybe that's how we both died. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. What if we killed see each you, other? See you in 500 years. <laughs> huh. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. Well, she said when you met each other, it was like you knew each other. Aw. And it just it clicked. You understand each other on a level that most people don't. Aw. Yeah. That's nice. So now we know why. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, it's clear. Oh, I don't like that. So You don't like that. I don't like that <laughs> our connection is based on us dying oh, oh, got as it, yeah. Native Americans in a past life yeah. when we knew each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd rather it was just like... I like the book club the origin. Book club. <laughs> stick with that one. Both laughed at the same pop culture references. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but only two people under 40. In, right. So this made me wonder, but, you know, pardon me if I'm asking too many questions, but I'm just curious, is this constrained by geography or do we keep coming back on the North American continent? Yeah. Or? She said that you are more constrained to this area, though she said you like hot places. Oh, right. But she did kind of insinuate, I think, from her response that you've been more stuck on this continent. That's interesting. Yeah, when you told me about the Cleopatra connection, I was like, And then being a dolphin, definitely not on a continent. Though she did mention desert weather, which at least is consistent with the Egypt thing. Anyways, she said that I hopped around more, and she mentioned that you had had a connection to animals. I said, that sounds about right for her. (laughs) She said that I was always a protector, and that I do that in this life too. Okay, okay. Okay. And she wanted me to tell her more about my childhood. Where were you born? So I said, well, here in Southern California. So you can't read this life. I know. All of these questions, like, I think we've kind of geared ourselves to be very attentive to information uptake Mm -hmm. by the psychic that we're talking to. And so when she would just outright ask these big questions, I think like, well, that's a little easy for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Santa Cruz. So I told her where I was born, which was actually in Southern California. Oh, right. And said that I was raised in Santa Cruz. She said, oh, I'm from San Jose. Oh, okay. That's cool. My parents met there. Okay. And so I told her a bit about my very broad strokes growing up. My parents split up. I'm thinking, you know, I'm giving you very... A lot of info. Yeah. Uh, do you have any sisters? Yep, two older sisters. Okay. Oh, I knew that. I saw that. Yeah, right. Which she would do regularly. So when you were saying that, I was thinking like, yep, yep, she would immediately claim without doing any of that, you know, fancy yeah. footwork to kind of set it up to make it seem like she'd come up with it, just claiming it. Oh, yeah. yeah see, I saw that. Yeah. You did? Uh-huh. <laughs> 
I had no indication. She wanted to know about my relationship with my sisters. I said, it's very good. And then my relationship with my parents. I talked about how I used to be kind of closer to my mom. Now I feel closer to my dad. Yeah, gave her a bunch of like family info that she was asking about. So then she told me about another lifetime that she was seeing where I did something with my hands that I've always been good with my hands, I guess, mm. presumably across lives. Then it she sounds like an animation poll, uh, but okay. yeah, but in this case, she was saying that I had been a carpenter. Okay. Which Jesus means Christ. I was Jesus. I think <laughs> I think that's the only rational explanation. No. She said that there was a life where I was building homes and she said, "Have you done any building or construction?" I said, "Well, really only when I have to. I used to do wood carving when I was younger, but no, not really." That was enough for her though. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's great. Um, so you have touched wood. Okay. So it wasn't Jesus cuz she said that I see you in the mid-century, and I clarified the 1900s. So remember that, mid-century. So I'm thinking 50s. Okay, oh, right, okay. You know, somewhere in that range. For, let's say 1940 to 1965. Let's say that. Okay, I don't the, know why I'm putting five years on that one end, but I'm doing it. <laughs> and I was a hard worker. I had a family, I had children, but I passed away a very young, some kind of respiratory problem. Oh, believable. That's too bad. Was that here? Oh, that's a good question. Didn't clarify. Could have been anywhere, really. Okay. So she asked me if I've had any breathing problems. And I tried to give her something that maybe, like, you know, I've had lingering coughs sometimes after I've been sick. But there wasn't too much there. She did say, though, that she saw me as a child in water. Something in the water <gasps> to do with drowning. Oh, this is a very common horror statement. Yes. Or Barnum statement. So at the same time, I'm thinking that. I'm thinking, okay, well, if I were to list the things that I would say to people, I would say you had an incident around water when you mm-hmm. were little, because most people do, or you can work to one. And a scar somewhere near your knee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a box of photos that you haven't organized. <laughs> I need you to look at that. There's going to be a really important person that you need to contact. Or someone that's trying to reach out to you. Anyways, so she was then saying, okay, well, but I sense that's been a recurring theme, but you always come back. And I said, oh, so you see like the drowning thing in a previous life. And she said, yes, yeah, you died very young from drowning. She said, but did you have an incident in this life? Mm. (laughs) Well, now it's not as exciting, but yes. (laughs) Yeah, I did almost drown when I was about four. And she's like, oh, wow, okay, tell me more about that. So I gave more details. Friend of the family's house. And she said, okay, and someone saved you. Yeah, actually, my sister saved me. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Okay, see, yeah. Yeah, Unfortunately, a very common accident for children. Right, and also you didn't really call that one right true but i will say that as she mentioned that i did get that little bit of excitement like oh wow i definitely have a story there oh and she made a point from that that these things do happen in cycles which she's already implied at this point but things that happen to you in previous lives tend to play out over and over again as themes wonder why that is until we like stop doing whatever we did wrong Yeah, I think it just makes for good, clean storytelling. Sure. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, how else do you tie yourself from now to yourself from the past? Well, you keep replaying the same thing. But yeah, right. Sure, that's the external explanation. But but I'm wondering what the internal one is. Right, right. Is this, yeah, is it being doomed to repeat the past because you're not learning from it? Yeah, probably. I was interested in the overall theological underpinnings of how we eventually escape the cycle of rebirth or if we're supposed to. Is this like a Buddhist thing where you need to stop having any desire so that you have no suffering? Right, right. I'd be really interested to get to the bottom of that, but we didn't in this conversation. She said that I've never felt alone and that there was a presence around me, especially when I was young. 
Okay. So, yeah, so that was one where I had to stop and think about that. Oh, okay. I got to think. I never felt alone. I got to think about if that connects with me. And I said, I maybe I would have believed that more when I was younger. I was raised very religious. She said, Christian? Yes. Okay, that's great. Well, That's perfect. Yeah. She said, well, I feel like you had a spirit in your house growing Whoa. up. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. And she said, do you remember anything strange? This would have been a much better hit for me. Maybe something that you saw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could have told stories. I was. You could have been like, I was haunted in 2008. <laughs> yeah. So I said, well, nothing's coming to mind, but I do remember that I was very interested in those phenomena. I would read yeah. books about ghosts and right. aliens yeah. and really loved hearing stories. Oh, and she took credit for that. She's like, yep, you were. <laughs> okay. I knew that. Well, all right. <laughs> Fine. And so I said, but I don't remember anything specific that happened to me that matches that description. She's like, well, definitely think about more of that because the spirit was someone who'd passed in that lifetime. So I guess maybe they were a recent departure. And it was a he, and he was kind of attached to me in some way. Jeez, okay. Yeah. And she said, were you depressed or did you have anxiety as a kid? And I said, I feel like I was mostly happy, but I don't know how good of a barometer I have on my own. Never been anyone else. Right. I mentioned that, like, I remember thinking that I had been very cool and collected about my parents getting divorced. But then I remember years later seeing a report that my teacher at the time had written to my mom saying that I was obviously very negatively affected. Yeah. And I don't know how much of that was the teacher or me just not being aware of it. But, you know, I kind of mentioned that as a potential. And she said, well, yeah, you blocked that. You were surrounded, though, by the energy of the spirit that was with you. A repressed memory. Yes. Oh, good. I blocked that. Yes. Oh, good. Cool. But she also said that I've blocked my memories of the spirit and the things oh, that I saw. No. Yeah, so maybe you can help me, Carrie, to recover some of these memories. <laughs> no, that's not maybe she a, can. a real thing. <laughs> we don't block our memories. You cannot think about something for a long time. That happens. We do not block our memories. There's no mechanism for... Yep. Okay. So she said that I saw something. I saw a shadow that would go into my door or into the window. And that's Mm. why you dream about secret passageways, because you're trying to figure out where that shadow has gone. Hmm. So she's, as far as Hmm. I I can tell, just sort of invented sort of a rationale to tie in the spirit and why I'm interested in spaces and other places that things can hide, I guess. Okay. Well, this is fun. Yeah. It has nothing to do with your past lives, but it's fun. Yeah. I dig it. And I do love the idea of secret passageways. Yeah. I would really love to have a house with... A bookshelf that you could exactly. tilt. Exactly. I really want a Murphy door. Yeah. I suddenly then think like, well, people with secret passages, usually they're doing something like weird or creepy with it. I don't uh, I don't yeah. have the desire to do anything weird or creepy, but I do want that secret passage because yeah. that's fun. Oh, no. I want Murphy doors. Drew and I talk about it all the time. Nice. So she was estimating that this happened maybe between six and ten years old, maybe even earlier. I was old enough to remember, but not to put a thought on it. Whatever that means. Hmm. Now, six to ten. When did your parents get divorced? When I was around ten. Okay. So I said, well, I'll have to think more about that. Nothing's really coming to me right now. And here you are thinking more about it. I still don't remember anything that seems like that. When she said window, I did think about how, like, when I was really into the X-Files, like, I did the thing putting the tape X on my window. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing, but okay. And I remember telling stories that gave me the willies like ghost stories about faces and shapes appearing outside the window and i remember the window seeming like this kind of creepy space at night oh yeah okay but that's just psychology right 
my brain went there, but still didn't remember anything. She said that I have a lot of male energy. So just like you have been mostly female in your lifetimes, mm-hmm. I've been mostly male. Interesting. In World War II, mm. I was helping people as a doctor. Have I ever thought about becoming a doctor? Mm. I said, well, no, but my sister's a doctor. She said, well, you were helping wounded people in the war. And wherever you were, whatever you were doing, there was a big explosion that happened. So that's how I died. And she said, does this give you any mental images? I said, well, funny, I just finished a book about World War II. And then immediately I thought about how I'm reading glasses. They're always joking about how dads can't stop reading World (laughs) War II books, which is funny because I had downloaded it. I went on a whole spree. This is, sorry, a little side note. But I noticed if you have an Audible subscription, there's a bunch of books that are just free, the included books. Mm -hmm. And this happened to me a couple of times where I went to download a book and it's like, there you go. It's free. And I was like, well, wait, oh, you didn't use a credit? That's weird. (laughs) So I realized, yeah, there's like tons of books you can get. So I finally found like a place where I could browse them and I got 22 books. And Cara and I were on a road trip and we'd finished up another book, which was really fun. And so I was telling her some of the options. And so she was the one who picked Defying Hitler. And it's written by a guy whose pen name was Sebastian Hoffner. And really cool account that he wrote in 1939, kind of before the war started, but Mm. after he'd already gone through a lot of life experience with Hitler and the Third Reich rising really well written. Anyway, so I told her that was fresh in my mind. She's like, ah, see, these things don't happen by accident. That's why Mm. you were interested in that. I'm thinking, well, Cara picked it out, but I picked it to be an option. Anyways. You put it in the pool. Like, I feel like there was a lot of contingency and happenstance here, but all right. Do you know which side you were fighting on in World War II or helping? It would have been a great question. Oh, okay. Oh, man, because then if I told her I'm studying German, she would have totally... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She she would have had a blitzkrieg with that. Probably. So anyway, she's like, see, these things happen for a reason. But I was busy thinking, okay, well, you're telling me that I died in World War II in an explosion, but you also told me that mid-century I was working as a carpenter... Oh, right. ...and died from respiratory issues... So if I'm occupied in my life living up to, say, 1940 to 45, and I die then, that doesn't really give me enough time. I mean, if you immediately, boom, bang, back into into another body. Yeah. (laughs) And and then I emerge from that mammal. Let's say 1946. Then by the time I'm an adult and old enough to have children of my own, we're already into the 60s. Are we? 1966, yeah. And now I'm a woodworker. I don't know. Am I old enough to fulfill this and still be mid-century? I think you barely can do it because if you're because the 50s and 60s people were having kids pretty young. Okay, and you yeah, wait a minute, you had a kid at like 18. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, if it were like 18, 16, okay. you can do it. But you're right, it's Bare, tight. barely it's had tight. time. So that's so you're right. I should have been asking which side of the war I was fighting on, but I was busy trying to do the math. Like <laughs> that, she was not. Doing. How quickly did I have to hop into another body and grow up and have yeah. ch- multiple children? Yeah. Before I die of respiratory illness, they were quadruplets, and it was immediate. Okay, all right. I guess <laughs> we can make this work, but. It didn't sound right to me. It sounded like my spirit was pulling double duty in the mid-1900s. Yeah, I would have had to really race over there. (laughs) So she reinforced that, yeah, usually you've been male, but I do have a story of a time that you were a female that I don't think you're going to like. Uh-oh. And I said, oh, I don't want to hear it then. (laughs) 
Just kidding. I said, no, don't lay it on me. And she said, you were Cleopatra and you (laughs) did not defend your friend against your horrible husband. (laughs) Oh, wouldn't that be terrible if that's, we also (laughs) knew each other. So she said that I was pregnant, but I was choked to death by a spouse. Holy shit. Jesus. And he was mentally ill or he. Oh my God. Or he accused me of having an affair or being with the worker the colored man. Great. Okay. Because you were Lady white. Can really update her phrases. But it didn't happen. Meaning uh, I didn't have an affair with her phrasing, the colored oh man. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Wow. Big distractions just from the way she phrases things. Doesn't sound great. Just uh, while we're talking about her a bit, she had longish brown hair. Tied back. Glad you noticed, okay. And big brown eyes. And of course, she's wearing a mask and lots of eye contact and all this. So the Mm -hmm. whole time, we're talking directly to each other's eyes through the conversation. Which, you know, it all felt comfortable. And she seemed really nice. I felt like (laughs) I had a rapport with her. So she wanted to know, because of me being choked to death in my previous lifetime as a woman, have I choked or felt close to dying, you know, from Mm. some sort of asphyxiation in this life? And I thought, well... Uh, well, there was a drowning attack. Yeah, you right. About. She kind of brought that up, but she was looking for something that was a little closer. Okay. No, uh, not really. She said, but it was very traumatizing that you were killed by someone that you loved. Yeah. And then this was an interesting transition, she said, but I do sense that you have a lot of female energy of compassion. Hmm. And then asked if I have any children. Again, it's like, well, you tell me. Yeah, right? All right. Yes. I, you can I, tell what I was doing in the 60s, but not whether I have a kid right now. <laughs> yeah, right. I said, I do have one child. How old? All right. <laughs> 20. I'm giving away my best hits here. <laughs> and again, I don't think she was doing the math here because she's, okay, we've established now he has a son that's 20. Yeah. And I don't know if she's thinking that I'm about to turn 39. And she said, well, how is your relationship with him? Oh, very close. Okay. And how about with your wife? How long have you been with her? Well, about 21 years. (laughs) So again, like, oh, this would have been a good opportunity for you to maybe intuit some of this. And she said, oh, and did you have like a lot of different partners? Was love really confusing for you? Nope. And I'm thinking, if you're doing the math, there wasn't (laughs) much time for that. And I said, well, really, honestly, I only had one serious relationship before my wife. So no. And she's like, well, that's great. Yes. (laughs) I I sense that. So you weren't a player or anything. Oh, no, not really. Yeah, I knew that. And she said, okay, well, I sense a lot of trauma for relationships coming from that lifetime. You're welcome for this word. As a female. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for planning that in her head. (laughs) Yeah, great. But she said, you're just very lucky that it hasn't affected your current relationship so she was waiting for some sign of this trauma to be playing Uh, out in my personal relationships didn't really have anything to sink her teeth into so then she switched back to creativity and saying that i'm creative because when i was a child i was being introduced by that spirit to the possibility that there's something out there oh okay and then for some reason you repressed that yeah it seems like it was a mostly positive relationship with this ghost right right yeah Yeah. it wasn't a malignant experience or presence and she clarified that but for whatever reason yeah i only held on to the creativity Hmm. and so that spirit apparently helped me to find my creativity Hmm. and i asked that if that was his intention And she said, well, he just wanted to show himself to you and show you that there was life after death. Okay. Okay. But then I lost that memory. And to let me know that after life, you can stay in the same space if you want to. Okay. Okay. Duly noted. And then you repressed that, but then you became spiritual anyway enough to go to this lady. Yeah, I don't know. Um, But she says maybe I was helping him with his goals that he was 
resolving something by passing along creativity sure. to me, by disappearing on me. I don't know. By go- literally ghosting on me. <laughs> so this was what, 1992? Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to think of like a creative person who had just died in like 1991, 1992. When did Kurt Cobain die? I don't know, but Andy Warhol was born on my birthday. We share a birthday. Oh. When did he die? <laughs> Oh, Kurt Cobain, September 11th, 1992. It was Kurt Cobain. The timing could work. That's all we need to know. Wait a second. Andy Warhol was born August 6th, 1928, but he died in 1987. They were only five. Yeah, but she said six to ten. That's and, not six. And it could have been earlier. Oh, <laughs> so anything lower than ten. I think it's Andy Warhol. Okay, okay. I think it's Kurt Cobain. Please tweet at us and tell us whether you think Ross was visited by the spirit of Andy Warhol, Kurt Cobain. There are no other options. I don't know. I never smelled anything like teen spirit. Mm. I like that you went for a reference. I'm not sure you sent it home, but... you know. (laughs) She also kind of emphasized that this was a benevolent spirit. Mm. Uh, Again, then I asked, well... Is the spirit still around me or did it stay mm, with the yeah, house? Yeah, yeah. Or did it finally- You've fin- never felt lonely. Yeah, did it finally go wherever it needs to go? Yeah. And Is she's- it in this room? She said, I feel it stayed with you. Whoa. And I said, well, is there anything I need to do or look for? <laughs> and she said, well, if you anytime like feel a presence or you see something move, uh-huh. just express your thanks. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, moving in uh-oh. front of Ross. I'm just now, wiggling Carrie, my arms. Yeah, Carrie, now are you intentionally wiggling your arms? Is someone else wiggling your arms for you? I don't even you? know what you're talking about. I'm <laughs> well, holding perfectly still. Well, thank you, benevolent spirit. <laughs> Andy Warhol. You're welcome. Um, and or Andy Warhol did do a guest spot on the love boat, so that's also a good choice. Hey, okay. Hey, uh, Lucille Ball, also August 6th. Damn. Yeah. Nicely done. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. She died. Okay, wait. Let me think about this. She died in 1989, I want to say. Oh, okay. Let's see. Oh, but she did say a boy, right? Yeah, it is a male. April 26, 1989. Bam, 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 bam. Nicely done. Thank you. Carrie is again moving without control. (laughs) Thanks (laughs) to Andy Warhol, who is puppeting her. That's true. Anyway, so it got very flowery after this. She said, yeah, so I don't sense any doom around you or anything like that. It's a very creative spirit, very supportive she said that I'm in the right place and that she sees me living for a long time. Good. So thankfully, I'm going to finally end the cycle of early deaths and explosions right. and yeah. chokings and... Yeah, jeez. Yeah, it's been rough, right? Oh, yeah. Going to battle, dying with me. <laughs> yeah, right. As warrior, a drowning very young. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just got killed a lot of times in this conversation. But she also says that my home is coming soon. So that wish finally okay, comes good. around full circle. My health is good. And I thought, oh, why well, you talk about health. Interesting, because mm. sometimes spiritualists will avoid that. Yeah. Because it's very dicey to talk about. But she said, yeah, while she sees good health, I do see chakra balancing being needed. We already talked oh, about. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about the third eye being overwhelmed. You know, we don't want that to get burned out. Your creativity mm. will go away if that happens. Oh, no. She asked me, do you have any pains in the stomach or lower back? Was you injured? 
that particular phrasing uh, stood out to me. And I said I'd gone to physical therapy in high school with a running injury with my lower back, but it hasn't bothered me since then. And then she said, well, how about your legs? How are your legs? I said, well, pretty fine. Pretty I'm a, hot. I'm a runner. <laughs> yeah. You want to see them? <laughs> yeah. I'll, sh- I'll show them to you. And, uh, and she said, okay, okay. Well, I, I do see insecurity from when you were younger before you met your wife. Okay. Yeah. Since I was 16. Sure. Yeah. But- Actually, wait, you met your wife in third grade. Fifth grade, yeah. Fifth grade, okay, yeah. 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 Somewhere between forgetting about the ghost and meeting (laughs) Kara, you were feeling insecure. There was a lot happening at that point in my life. (laughs) But she quickly kind of turned around and said, but you were meant to meet her, you wanted to find your true love, and you did. Which is nice, because usually the psychics have it out for Kara. I've been meaning- Yeah, they keep killing her. Yeah, or just telling me that I'm not meant to be with her or something like that, so- I've been meaning to tell her that this psychic is root, oh, yeah. rooting She's for on the her. Up and up. Yeah. yeah, she appreciates the psychics that are in her corner. So she told me, I'm very blessed, but I do see something going on with your spine at the bottom, and I would like to work with your root chakra and your third mm. eye. She'd been talking about my stomach. Now she wanted to look at that chakra as well. So kind of those lower two chakras and then the third eye. And then she summed it up for me. Maybe you'd already primed her, but she said, so I see past lives of carpentry. You're a warrior. Like, Don't make me do this again. You died young in the water. There was a female energy where you were choked. And I was pretty impressed that she could kind of run through yeah. that much. Just like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, she must have been her. like, oh, these people are going to make me say it again. <laughs> Maybe. And she said, anything in your throat area. She found mm. another chakra that maybe needed some attention. Uh-oh. And so, again, I had to think about it for a while. I think maybe she was looking for a choking connection or something. And I said, well, I did have an issue a while back. And it was actually related to the Wim Hof breathing. Oh, right. Uh, which I, maybe in a future episode I'm meaning to kind of update on. But I had kept doing the Wim Hof method pretty aggressively for a while every day. And did all those breath holds to a point where it really was hurting my throat. My throat would just be continually sore. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you had like a cough that wouldn't go away. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was super annoying. And I stopped doing the Wim Hof method finally. And then I went to the doctor and they put me on like anti-reflux medication for a while. Anyways, I can get more into that story later. It went away after a few months and it hasn't bothered me since. But I figured, full disclosure, I told her a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. And she said, okay, well, definitely don't overwork that area because you have trauma related to your throat there. Mm. So she said, yeah, I would really love to work with you more and do a balancing. She said it would be $700. Oh, shit. I'm just kidding. It was $350. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that would be wild if she'd given me a different amount. If Uh, she was like, this guy can afford a house. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) But not for a little longer. (laughs) Right, right. She did say... You know, some people do it once a year, some people every two months or three months. So she was already kind of throwing in like, you know, this might be multiple sessions. We might really get to know each other. And she said, we can really open up those chakras. We can balance them. It's sounding like, to me, like a tire rotation or something. Like you (laughs) need to come in for alignment of your chakras. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm thinking like, this sounds like a tire alignment or something. And she said, I would give you the seven days of candles, one to use every day, plus crystal work. She's throwing in all these little extras with the crystal work we could help protect and balance the chakras and then i said okay would we do it here like trying to see like do we sit at this desk again 
And she said, oh, no, we'd go in the back. and uh, There's this big back area. I wonder what's back there. Th- that we haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. I, I assume her living space. Oh, um, yeah, and, and a bed that she uses for clients who get past the Well, there was also another stage. person back there for sure. Oh, was there? Yeah, I heard her talk to what... I would have thought it was a female voice uh, as I was walking in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't get any indication of that. But Oh, also this place really smelled like tobacco. Oh, I didn't pick up on that at all. Oh, wow, yeah. She's okay. definitely recently been smoking. So okay. Interesting. And so she said, yeah, and I'd use the singing bowls. And I know she had two like Tibetan singing bowls on her shelf. And a little sage. Nice. Okay, we get so some. So a little tiny wise man got it. <laughs> she'd, yeah, she'd burn a tiny wise man. Yeah. <laughs> she'd clear up dark energy that she would find. She might help me connect with people from the past who want to put themselves forward. Sound like she could connect me with other spirits maybe. So she's just throwing in all these little bonus features, you know, that come with the car wash, mm-hmm. essentially. You know? <laughs> right. We put on a fresh coat of this type of wax and we wash your tires. <laughs> so I get kind of the spiritual version of that. And then she just threw in, she said, and I feel you've really been overwhelmed. What's going on? Okay, well, again, this feels kind of like a a forer thing, you know, Mm -hmm. a statement that you could say that would apply to almost everybody. Right. But, you know, it did feel like a connection. Oh, wow, you sense that I'm overwhelmed. So I said, oh, yeah, I have all these projects that I feel are kind of hanging over my head. She's like, yep, yeah, I saw that. (laughs) And said, see, we've got to work on that as well. You've really got to cut the cord when you come home. I said, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, well, especially now that I'm always at home. She's like, yeah. right, right. Well, when you're done with work, you need to be done with work. Okay. Cut the cord to like a mammal. <laughs> Very good. Yes. <laughs> so at that point, I paid up the $150, had that in cash. She did mention that she has another client who works for Disney who hmm. also says that she never wants to go back to in-person work. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I was like, huh, anyone I know, but Disney's a big company. Lovely. But you want to go back to in-person work, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So she hoped that I had enjoyed my reading, repeated that a few times. Think about that balancing. It would be great to see you again. Might open some doors for you. Yeah. Oh, doors. That's a theme. <laughs> but it didn't feel like a hard sell. Yeah, it didn't for me either. Yeah. So, you know, I got to definitely give Ava that, that she wasn't pressuring me to make any commitment or anything like that. And Walk out pressured. of there with timeshares. Yeah, exactly. And she said, recommendations are appreciated. Tell your friends, leave reviews. So here we go. We're telling everybody right now. And that was it. Went over to Fred62 and uh, joined you for some more food. So she did not capitalize on we're big readers. Nope. Never mentioned the book thing again for me. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll kind of give her that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was pleasant. I had fun. I enjoyed the conversation. Yeah. Thought it was a lively back and forth. Didn't feel a lot of pressure. But yeah, if I had pictured it in advance, I think I would have had more the mental image that you did of kind of laying back and being walked through imagery and really focused on trying to get those details about the past life. But it was really just, here's what she sees. She gives it to you in broad strokes and that's it. There you go. Yeah. We'll have to sometime do that laying back and picturing it thing. But yeah. Well, what would you give this on a pseudoscience rating where one is something not at all pseudoscientific, Hmm. like germ theory? Oh, yeah, that's well established. Yeah. And then 10 is something very pseudoscientific, like all of these times that you were rebirthed, you actually came out of goat sperm. Oh, no, that didn't happen. Goats are mammals, but... That's true. Well, that's a good point. So maybe... Only the times I was a goat. Yeah, exactly. That's a 10. Well, here we get to the issue of how exactly we define pseudoscience, because obviously this wasn't in the trappings of science. Yeah. But 
I'm just going to talk about factuality, what we know by science versus what we know by just truthiness. Yeah, Truthiness. I like that. I would say it's going to be a higher score. I'll say at least a seven. Okay. Okay. My gut answer, and that's all these ever are, they're Mm -hmm. not real scores, (laughs) is a three. Because yeah, it just doesn't, for me, doesn't trip that wire of like, trying to make me think you're scientific. I thought your whole dolphin conversation (laughs) pushed me up quite a bit. Touche, yeah. Maybe that's what makes it at three Higher than I would have been. Okay. (laughs) Well, what would you give this then on a danger rating? Where one is something not very dangerous. You order curly fries and a Coke. Delicious. At Fred 62 and you eat it. Not great for my heart, but could do worse. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Whereas a 10 is something incredibly dangerous. Like you try to eat my Prius. (laughs) <laughs> what happens that's so dangerous when I try to eat your Prius? Well, it's not good for your teeth. Touche. Just even nibbling on the bumper. Sure. Uh, but yeah, nothing good comes of it. Okay. I'm just surprised it's a 10, but I'm not going to let that distract me. Well, I'm assuming that you have enough skill in breaking down my Prius that you do consume quantities of plastic and oh, okay. shards of paint and, maybe and metal. gas. Right, yeah, maybe oh, yeah. Okay, maybe you try to drink some of the gasoline oh, out of the tank. Why did you do that? Really bad. I okay. don't know why she swallowed the pre-I. <laughs> Perhaps she'll die. I would uh, I would guess that if there is any danger involved, it probably comes in more along with the chakra stuff where we start to talk more about body and health mm-hmm. than here. So uh, two. Okay. I don't even know why I'm giving it a two instead of a one. That's what my gut says and... You know, I'm listening to my inner knowing because your inner knowing is like how you like really know things. It's certainly not just like your suspicions. It's an actual real thing that you should just listen to and then stop thinking. Okay. I'll say four. Um, Wow. Okay. Because there was, even though it was pretty gentle, there was the upsell at the end. Yeah. And I just feel like her confidence, I think, could easily win a lot of people over where they would give her a lot of those wins for things she took credit for Mm -hmm. and then take some of her statements where she's giving advice that kind of could guide your future in terms of having children or where you move Mm -hmm. or anything like that. Like, I think we've become really attentive on those transfers of information and how they happen and when they happen. I think for a lot of people, like their lives could be really affected by this. Maybe mostly positive, but just that level of control makes me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, that's totally fair. Again, the gentle upsell, but still the upsell into more services and continued advice and stuff. So That makes sense. Well, what would you give this on a pocket drainer value where one is something not very pocket draining, like getting curly fries and a Coke at Fred 62, but during happy hour oh that's so cheap yeah that was was a really good deal and then 10 is something extremely pocket draining like you go to a theme park it's called holeville and all that happens is you pay a thousand dollars to enter and then they're like here is a shovel dig some holes (laughs) and then you do and then they're like "Ooh, that hole was too deep now you're getting fined and by the time you leave, you've spent $1,630 oh, no. just to dig holes and you're exhausted and there are no water fountains. And now I'm like metaphorically and physically in the hole. And <laughs> yes. Fi- and financially in the hole. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Uh, that's a 10. $150 was really expensive for this. Yes. My conversation ended up being a little under 35 minutes. Whew. Yeah. Um, and two days from your birthday. 
two days from my birthday. No discount. 150 bucks. That's a lot. Yeah. And then we've already mentioned the upsell to the $350 initial session of what's going to become yeah. a regularly occurring breadwinner for her. I feel like I'll give this an eight. Oh, that's what I was Oh my God, we must have been friends for just like generations and generations. I bet we we died together. I bet we've died together multiple times. Our families. Probably. Or our tribes. Oh my God, we're so noble. Well, what would you give this on a creepiness scale? Oh, yes. Where one is something not very creepy. You watch an episode of The Love Boat. Uh, And then you go to sleep next to your love. Whereas a 10 is something very creepy. Okay, this was a real dream that I had recently that I woke up from in a panic. And it's tied to the secret spaces thing. Okay. So I was helping my friend Rihanna move from a house. And it was one of these upstairs spaces that I kind of recognized. It's like, oh, wow, you've been in other dreams, this space. And we were just making a final check to make sure, did we clear everything out? So we're about to leave the room. And all of a sudden in the corner... There's like a dark figure that turns around and I see like just this super white pale face with a exaggerated long pointy nose. The nose is kind of like grew from Despicable Me. Okay. Not important, but then that makes this sound a little more comical than it felt to me. But like this face turned around and I realized that I saw this figure and another figure that turned around at that moment in the corner lurking. And I like, I just understood that. I wasn't supposed to have seen them and they were waiting for us to leave because they'd been in the house all along. Oh my God, that's so scary. And I was immediately sensed with this rage. And so they bolted out of the room. So I went running after them and like I got outside and I was like frozen in place and I could just see them like escape where I couldn't see them go. And then the dream ended and I was like freaked out and sweaty. Oh my God. Yeah, that's a 10. Well, nothing approaching that. But I would say it qualifies. I mean, especially telling me stuff like that I worked somewhere where I was sexually abused in some way. Oh, yeah. Four? Okay. There's something about just like her not trying at all for the ambiance in the place. Mm-hmm. It's just a lady in a gap shirt sitting at a <laughs> sitting at a desk and I'm in like a cheap plastic chair. Yeah. That doesn't quite give you that creepy factor, but... If you break down the parts, it's certainly creepy. Right. Yeah, that's a good point because I'm almost feeling like I wish she had done more due diligence to drive up the creepiness value. Yeah. Yeah. Why isn't this creepier? Yeah, play some weird music, lady. Yeah, we're talking about your previous lives. That's inherently creepy that you're in this like Oedipal state where you're sort of affected by the fates in ways you can't control and you're tied to this storytelling where you're repeatedly dying young and in explosions and choking at the hands of your love and dying in water. So all of that is creepy, but you're right. Like she could have made some effort at ambiance to match that. So if anything, that drove it back. I'll still give it a five. Okay. I'd say rates on the creepiness scale for sure. What about hot drinks? Thumbs up, thumbs down. No hot drinks. Did have a nice soda and beer over at Fred's, but she had oh, right. nothing to do with that. <laughs> uh, so just the uh, yeah, thumbs down. Thumbs down. Definitely a way that she could improve her whole thing. Yeah. Offer hot drinks. I want to recline while uh-huh. I'm thinking about my past lives. Should have a hot drink. I'll sit up to drink it though. Exactly. Maybe a crimson rug. Oh, yeah. And I would like to smell incense instead of tobacco. (laughs) Fair. Yeah. All fair points. I think that's mostly it. 
I'm glad you thought of this because I've been wanting to learn more about my past lives for a while. Mm-hmm. Maybe once we're back to normal, we can do some of the other things we've been thinking about. But this was fun. I, yeah. I did enjoy the conversation. It was a surprise for our week. For sure. Before we go, I want to mention two things that I want to promote. One is Chris Stedman's new podcast. It's four episodes. It's called Unread. It's from iHeartRadio. Oh, nice. Yours truly plays a pretty substantial role in it. <laughs> Okay. And also, it's very sweet. It's about a friend of his who died by suicide and sent Chris like a timed email just before his death, but with some sort of breadcrumbs that then Chris follows afterward. Oh, wow. And I helped him do that. It's a very moving, very sweet story. Okay. Yeah. And our listeners may remember Chris Stedman from our Ekinkar series. Yeah. He appeared in one of our episodes talking about that. And I think he was also on stage with us. The uh, Minneapolis live show. Yeah. Yeah. He's wonderful. And so is the show. And then also, Harvard Extension School has a newish class called Pseudoscience and Mental Health that's taught by Dr. Cynthia Myersberg. She is an excellent researcher into human memory and related fields. And she is going to have me as a guest speaker this fall. And the class, like I said, it's through Harvard Extension School. It is grad level, but you can take it for non-credit if you don't meet the qualifications Mm. to take it for a degree. So if anybody is interested in attending this course, I attended it a semester ago and it was wonderful. A lot of work. It was a lot of work. (laughs) So much work, you guys. It's so much work. But it was wonderful. And you can find information on registration at https colon slash slash tinyurl.com slash real mental health. I was wondering where that was going. (laughs) Harvard.edu slash enroll slash. Okay. All right. Um, That's good. I really, really loved the class, and it's very rigorous and very well-sourced, but also very compassionate, and I just loved the professor, so. Awesome. Highly recommend it. Very cool. Well, that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. This episode was edited by Victor Figueroa. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. And you can support all of our expensive ventures at MaximumFun.org forward slash join, J-O-I-N. Yeah, give us money so we can give it away to psychics. (laughs) (laughs) And other things. Maybe we'll even buy a chakra alignment. You never know. And you can also support us by telling a friend, by playing the podcast for a loved one, all kinds of ways to spread the word. Leave us a positive review. If you own a coffee shop, you could play it over the loudspeaker. We know we have at least one coffee proprietor. Oh, do we? Oh, that's right. They sent us coffee. Well, I don't want to make them feel guilty like they have to do that. (laughs) But they could do that. I enjoyed the bourbon coffee. Thank you very much. And remember, you could have been a mammal. Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. (laughs) In that case, you should check out Triple Click. 
It's a podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback as three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Shire. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! I'm Annabelle Gerwich. And I'm Laura House. And we're the hosts of Tiny Victories. My tiny victory is that I sewed that button back on the day after it broke. We talk about that little thing that you did that's a big deal to you, but nobody else cares. Did you get that Guggenheim Genius Award? We don't want to hear from you. We want little bitty tiny victories. My tiny victory is a tattoo that I added on to this past weekend. Let's talk about it. My victory is that I'm one year cancer free, but my tiny victory is that I took all of the cushions off the couch, pounded them out, put them back, and it looks so great. So if you're like us and you want to celebrate the tiny achievements of ordinary people, listen to Tiny Victories. It's on every Monday on Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.